Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Happy Monday, sir. Yes, sir. Monday, new week, new psalm. Yeah, and hey, August 2, new month. New month. Excited about that. You know, as uh, August is winding down, we're coming to the completion of season two of text talk what do we have in store for season three season three is going to begin in september so just a month away yeah there's no break between our seasons like some of those other podcasts out there you get text talk every day every week but season two or season three will begin in september we're going to move to the new testament Mm-hmm. We're going to take a little break from the Psalms. We're going to move to the New Testament. We're going to be focusing in this coming year on the New Testament books that are toward Jewish Christians. Mm-hmm. So we're going to look at Matthew and Galatians and James and Hebrews. Like in, a, in the primary audience, in the first audience. The, the primary Well, although I guess so they, the primary audience of some, Galatians was Gentiles, yeah, but it's it dealing with, dealing with issues, issues of the law. I so we're, we're going to kind of... We're going to kind of squeeze that one in there a little bit. But uh, for the most part, we're dealing with issues among Jewish Christians and books that were written towards them. So that's where we're going to be in September. Excited about that. All right. Well, we hope that uh, people will tune in for that and share with us. So we're going to get through probably Psalm 53 then in this season. And that means we need to talk about Psalm 49. Psalm 49. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version to the choir master, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Hear this, all peoples. Give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor, together. My mouth shall speak wisdom. The meditation of my heart shall be understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will solve my riddle to the music of the lyre. Why should I fear in times of trouble, when the iniquity of those who cheat me surrounds me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of the abundance of their riches? Truly no man can ransom another or give to God the price of his life, for the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffice, that he should live on forever and never see the pit. For he sees that even the wise die, the fool and the stupid alike must perish and leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their homes forever, their dwelling places to all generations, though they called lands by their own names." Man in his pomp will not remain. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the path of those who have foolish confidence, yet after them people approve of their boasts. Like sheep they are appointed for Sheol. Death shall be their shepherd, and the upright shall rule over them in the morning. Their form shall be consumed in Sheol with no place to dwell. But God will ransom my soul from the power of Sheol, for he will receive me. Be not afraid when a man becomes rich, when the glory of his house increases, for when he dies, he will carry nothing away. His glory will not go down after him. For though, while he lives, he counts himself blessed, and though you get praise when you do well for yourself, his soul will go to the generation of his fathers who will never again see light. Man in his pomp, yet without understanding, is like the beast's that perish. You know, Edwin, um, we often talk about this portion of the Old Testament writings uh, as wisdom literature. And we lump in Psalms and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, and uh, Job goes in there too, I think. Mm-hmm. And yet, this seems to be really the first psalm we've had, just kind of all about wisdom. I mean, really placing an emphasis upon it. And it brings this flavor. Um, 
flavor that you really do get from reading an Ecclesiastes or reading a, you know, reading Proverbs. It's definitely the first one that we've read in the second book of the Psalms, and it just straight up says, "Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you wisdom. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna utter understanding." It sounds very much like the Proverbs. This begins very much like the book of Proverbs begins. I'm going to tell you Proverbs. I'm going to utter riddles, and we're going to get wisdom and understanding from it. And so it's didactic. I guess where I'm going with that is so many of these Psalms we've read is is expressing you know the heart and the soul of the worshiper and wherever he is and. A lot of times it seems like he's surrounded by enemies. But here, from a good place, from a place of knowledge and wisdom, he's going to impart some things. Now, some of the things that are imparted sound like some hard truths. I mean, he's talking about death and he's talking about money. And uh, I guess those are the two certain things in life, right? Death and taxes. (laughs) But to see those things correctly and as God sees, here is a psalm that's supposed to teach us and instruct us and Hopefully, we'll listen. Is that what didactic means? It does mean. It means instructive. It means teaching. Yeah, I know I like to use that word, so I was just making sure we were on the same page on it. So, wisdom, instruction. Now, this is different, as you point out, especially from these other psalms of the sons of Korah that we've been reading as the these psalms, starting back in 42, we're talking about how awful things were getting because the enemies are around. Then we had 46 through 48, where things were great because God had delivered. Smack in the middle of that was the wedding psalm. Yeah, the wedding. Last Last week we talked about perhaps that's there to cause us to look forward yeah. to the bride, all the pictures, which of the is church. the city, which we're going to read about in those in Psalms forty six through forty eight. Now Psalm forty nine seems to go off in this very different direction. However, I'm wondering if what we have here is not now. It's time to make personal application. Mm. Here's been this story of the city. The city that's been afflicted by okay. enemies, and it and it's it's there's been fear because we weren't sure what was going to happen, even to the point of it's like the mountains are crumbling into the sea. Now we move from that city mm-hmm. to the individual who has fears because of whatever the wicked around him. The wicked around him are prospering, mm-hmm. and their iniquity seems to be growing, and they seem to be rewarded for their iniquity. And so mm. he says, "Don't be afraid." And it's, hear hear this all people, oh, excuse me, verse 5, why should I fear in times of trouble when the iniquity of those who cheat me surround me? So we've got this, this idea of getting rid of the fears, which reminds me of Psalm 46, where he said at the beginning of Psalm 46, we won't fear even if the mountains are crumbling into the sea. So Mm -hmm. taking that, that corporate communal Mm -hmm. fear and struggle and seeing God's victory and now bringing it down to the individual's life as an individual. I'm, I'm uh, certainly if my city's being attacked, I am afraid as an individual, Sure, but it's, it's not always war going on. Sometimes it's just daily life and there's just people around me that are against me and, and rising up. And I think they're being rewarded and blessed and it starts to, starts to concern me. And he says, don't be worried about all that. No, you're right. Just, just because you think you're paranoid doesn't mean they're, they're not out to get you. (laughs) <laughs> right. I, I, I don't think that's exactly what I was saying, but close. But close. <laughs> However, in all of this, what we find is this is about wisdom. What bolsters our courage to face another day and lead a good life is wisdom. Wisdom and understanding. He starts off with, and he says he's speaking to all peoples. Right. That's actually kind of how Psalm 47 started, I think it was. Um, hear this, all peoples, is essentially, a, yeah, clap your hands, all peoples. So we're seeing some connections back to those psalms yeah. again. Hear this, all peoples. He says he's talking to the low and the high, to the rich and the poor. 
And he says to everybody. So this is not just a message to those who don't have. This is also a message to those who do have. He says, I want to give you wisdom. I want to give you understanding. And that is the beauty of God's wisdom. It is for all people. Wherever it finds you today, you know, that's... This is, this is a good thing. This is going to be helpful and true and, and good for you. I think about the way this is spoken in verse 3. My mouth shall speak wisdom. Uh, the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. This marriage of wisdom and understanding, or I should say this parallelism of wisdom and understanding, is something that we see all over the book of Proverbs, mm. right? And so in uh, Proverbs chapter 2, In verse 6 particularly, it says, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And I wonder if right there as we kind of put these two verses together, if there's this implicit uh, uh, declaration of inspiration. They hear the psalmist is saying, I'm going to give you the wisdom and the understanding. But where does it come from? The word of the Lord, when the Lord opens his mouth. And does this... Does this teach us a little bit about how we are supposed to speak, especially when it comes to Mm. teaching, preaching, talking about the will of God, that God's mouth speaks wisdom and understanding, and our mouths are supposed to speak His wisdom and understanding, not our own. If anyone speaks, let them speak as the oracles of God. I was thinking of that verse also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In Proverbs, uh, the great wisdom of God, it's, it's presented as a beatitude, uh, in Proverbs 3 and verse 13, Scripture says in that place, Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than silver, than the profits of silver, and her gain than that of fine gold. I really appreciated that in light of this Psalm 49 because we are going to spend some time talking about money, about what riches seems to promise to people and how they put their trust in it. But actually what you need is God's wisdom, God's understanding. When we think about Proverbs uh, 3 and 13, happy is the man, here's our idea of blessing. And uh, I loved how the Psalms begin with that. Blessed Mm. is the man who walks. Uh, Again, in the counsel of the Lord, in the word of the Lord, in the way of the Lord, not according to the sinners. Which is the wisdom and understanding. Exactly. Exactly. Of course, even in uh, Proverbs 3 and verse 18, talking about wisdom, she is a tree of life to to those who take hold of her. Happy are all who retain her. Mm. And again, I think of that tree imagery from Psalm 1. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is wisdom literature. And of course, it comes from God. And so it's all throughout these Psalms. One of the things about wisdom and understanding that when we see that married together is how far back that goes in history. Mm. The scripture explains to us that it is by wisdom and understanding that God created the world. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 19 points mm-hmm. that out. Mm-hmm. That, uh, and, then, and then actually in the prophets, Jeremiah says it twice. Jeremiah 10 and verse 12 and 51 and verse 15 talk about it's by wisdom and understanding that God created the world, established the earth, and stretched out the heavens. So it should not surprise us at all to also discover in Proverbs 24 and verse 3, that any house that we build is going to be, any good house that Mm -hmm. we build is going to be built by wisdom and understanding, which to me 
makes me think of Jesus' statement toward the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the one who hears my word and does it, that's mm-hmm. the person who's like the wise man who builds his house upon the rock, and the rains fall, and the floods came, and the winds blow against that house, and it doesn't fall because it was built on the rock. The foolish man, though, is the person who hears it, doesn't do it, and it's like building the house on the sand, and the rains fall, the floods rise, the winds blow against it, and it falls, and great is its fall because it wasn't built with wisdom and understanding, which comes from the Lord. Yeah, and you know, and even in that, I think it brings out that wisdom is something to receive the instruction from the Lord, but then act upon it. I mean, that, that is the crux of the parable there that Jesus talks about the two builders, he who hears my words and does them. And does them. It really teaches us something about our attitude and a desire for the wisdom that comes from God. In Proverbs 2 and verse 1, Proverbs 2 and verse 1, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, there they are together again, wisdom Mm -hmm. and understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment, lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver, search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. We have to have a teachable spirit and indeed a heart that is seeking the things of God. I mean, here's what's beautiful, I think, about this psalm and these other Proverbs is that God's wisdom is available. Hmm. I mean, it's even described as being shouted from the housetops. Oh, yeah. And wisdom and understanding are calling out to us. Calling out to us. Mm -hmm. And yet, what is my attitude? For the person who can realize, I am so lost right now. I am so confused. Here's good news. God's direction in his wisdom. And yet, for the person who is hard-hearted and persistent in their own ways, there is going to be this call clashing against their ear, the, the, the nails on the chalkboard, which is God's wisdom that you're still going to be held to. I really appreciate all this that you've shared with me here about wisdom and understanding. It does remind me the underlying foundation of all aspects of wisdom and understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Absolutely. And that's going to become important as we continue talking about this psalm because he's going to deal with some other fears that compete with that. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. undergirding this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So glad you could be listening to Text Talk today. Let us know what you're learning from Scripture. You can write us at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Andrew, why don't you wrap us up with prayer? Our great God and Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this psalm uh, which shares your wisdom, your understanding. I pray, God, that our hearts and minds would be open to your word, that we might be seeking your wisdom just as we seek after silver or gold anything else, Father, that captures our attention and our hearts, we pray, Father, that it would be your wisdom and your understanding that we might have the greatest affection for this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. 
Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.